Hello, good evening, and welcome to the latest episode of the Magic Cast. Welcome to episode 207. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Uh, we are recording a transfer pod this evening, uh, a little catch-up, and just um, to talk about the two pre-season friendlies that Roma have played recently. Uh, with me tonight, I've got Joey. How are you? I'm good, Scott. Uh, good to be back. Uh, I'm great to see that we uh, we had a nice little break uh, like I was telling you earlier, we've had some really hot weather, a mm. uh, random tornado that's, you know, that's come our way. But uh, it was a nice break after the uh, heartbreaking European final uh, ending the season well. But it, it's really, I'm really excited to be back. I've been looking forward this, to this today. How have you been? Um, yeah, I'm okay. Um, well, uh, thank you for yourself, uh, Imran and Sam, for the nice words at the the beginning of the the previous pod, which I think was probably about six weeks ago. It's been such a long time. <laughs> um, for any people that don't know, sadly, I lost my dad on June the thirteenth. Um, he, he his health declined on the night of the Champions League final, and he got sicker and sicker, and sadly passed. At, Along with a uh, passed away, sorry, with loved loved ones, with me, mum, and my mum's two sisters around him when he passed early on that Tuesday morning in June, um, he got he got ill, um, and then it just sort of declined in the last couple of weeks before he was alive, uh, before he passed. Um, but everything is going okay. We've had the funeral and stuff. It's just been mentally and physically challenging. Um, it's just it's just been a bit hard, but I think in, well, I've been off work. I've sunk so many hours into Football Manager while while watching the Ashes, while watching the cricket, and keeping abreast of all the football. But I'm ready to talk a bit about football. I've been listening to uh, a couple of Italian football podcasts talking about transfers. They're not a rival podcast. There's a fellow Roma podcast. I've been listening to John and Andy talk about Roma. I'm, I've been. Been loving John rolling his R's about Fratesi and Roma. He does it a lot better than I do. But then listening to Carlo and Nima talk about Lukaku, and yeah, I've I, I got the itch to talk about a bit of football. But just thank you for the messages on social media. It, it really does mean a lot. Ah, oh, Scott. Uh, yeah, we uh, we definitely um, made sure. Uh, you know, obviously, my condolences to your father, uh, def- definitely. And then me, Imran, and Sam, we did the podcast. We, yeah, we really thought of it, how much we missed you on there. So I'm, I'm really glad to see you back. And uh, I think it's good. We'll have a positive outlook. It's good. The summer's here, and we're ready to talk about Roma and what the new season's going to be on the horizon. Yeah, me too. Um I've, to me, Joey, I've sunk about 80 hours into Football Manager in the last four or five weeks, and it's got ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I think you're ready for real management in uh, in sports now. When you've taken when you've taken Valencia to two successive Champions Leagues and got them to the semi final of the Champions League and lose to Man City, I think I, I'm just going to take a little break away from it. And Are you just, the uh, Scottish Mourinho on? Uh, no, 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 no. Well, I do. I don't play a back three. I play a back four. It's just it's a lot of fun. I made a lot of money last season on the game, but we're not here to talk about that. But if you do like Football Manager. I will be posting stuff on my socials about it because I bought some players and then in Spain they have minimum fee release clauses and 
yeah, Marcus Turam's got triggered by Inter, and I was like, oh no, why? And I was like, oh, it's 120 grand off the wage book, 32 million. I'm happy with that. But no, we we digress, we digress, we digress. Um, we could talk about the the transfer window, but we could talk about the Lukaku situation. But Roma, uh, so it's Hus- Husamawa, Evan and Dika. Diego Lorente and Christensen. Am I missing anyone? Mm, for incoming, no. No, That's four. And those four so far. Four very good sign-ins. Two, I feel, maybe starters in Awa and Endika. Lorente to add a bit of extra cover in the back three and Christensen to play either along the back three. Uh, outs, Clive to Bournemouth. All right, this is where I'm going to start to struggle. Um, so do you want though, me to let you go or do you want me to help? <laughs> no, I might need some help. There is Cliver. He's gone. Carlos Perez has gone to Celta Vigo. Missouri? Uh, yeah, Missouri. And Valparto. And Sassuolo. And Tahirovic has joined the mess at Ajax because I've seen Ajax have already let go do some Tadic. Um are we missing anyone else? Not that's confirmed, no. Not anyone that's, like, I mean, I'm not going to say any youngsters or anything in that case, but not from the from the players that featured last year that have been sold. Obviously, there's there's guys like Wijnaldum that have not returned and Kamara and all that, but just outgoing transfers, those are the ones so far. And there's talks of Granada in Spain after Gonzalo Villar which I think it was for €2 million, Euros, which has come out today. Was it Al-Shabaab in uh, Saudi? Uh, that's a different podcast to talk about. Uh, or after Leonardo Spinazzola. I've seen um, Rick Cartop's on the market. So there's probably some plenty of outgoings to go. How have you feeled so far? It's the 21st of Ju- uh, July. The season starts, what, in three, four weeks? Are you happy so far with what Roma have done? So far, yes. Uh, I probably not a popular opinion that we don't have a uh, striker or that mysterious number eight. But so far, it's uh, it's 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 tough to complain about it, Scott. I I hope people realize. I really hope people realize that Roma as a as a club, they're broke. Not the owners. They're just as a team. They are broke right now. They cannot spend money because of previous management. So. New Roma fans, new fans that like Mourinho, like this is not because Roma don't want to spend. They do have owners that are very wealthy. It's because they cannot spend. So I just want to, I just want to make sure that everyone's clear with that. Like we we get excited, we as fans on social media when we sell people because we get money for it, and just just it's it's a telling sign that we need that money to invest into other areas in the market, but. With zero budget, getting two potential starters, and I understand Christensen and Rente was on a Leeds team that got relegated, um, but when Llorente came here, he looked great as a backup. Nobody complained. Who knows? Christensen could be the same way. Christensen was very, very highly touted at uh, Salzburg. He had, did very well. He even said today in an interview uh, that he prefers to play in a back three. 
So maybe he's better to play in a wingback role rather than a true natural fullback. So we'll see how that works. I mean, he fits Mourinho's style. He seems all about the team. He has that uh, that energy in, in him, Scott. He has that look in him that he'll do anything. He'll he'll bleed. He'll do anything for the team. And when we have guys like that, obviously it can only mean you know success is what we saw mostly last year, especially in the European run. But having guys like Andika and Awar are very important. Awar had a brilliant. We'll get to it. Had a brilliant first preseason game against Boreal. Um, and Dika just played a little bit today in the preseason, so we, we don't know too much. But that's two very important players. And they're still rumored to be after some pretty good players with very little budget. So I do criticize a little bit. Maybe Pinto's not the greatest at buying, but selling Scott, he could sell water to well for me. He's this guy. I don't know how he does it. Like just the fact of almost, like it seems to be close to getting money for VR is absolutely outstanding. Even if it's 2 million euros, which is what they're saying, it's very close or just a little under. To me, that's a minor miracle. And what yeah. he did to raise the financial fair play to almost 30 million with just, with no starters, all kids. So you're talking Clyburn, who hasn't been on the team, Peros, who hasn't been on the team, Tahirovic, Missouri, and Volpato. That's brilliant work. It's too bad we couldn't get Fratesi. I mean, Inter went to offer more, but there are other guys out there. But so far, it's it's very hard to complain. I, I Actually, Scott, before, uh, before you go, go on, I forgot to mention this. The only thing I will criticize is the one thing Mourinho, I think, asked was to have a striker ready because we only have Bellotti. Have a striker ready uh, just before they leave for their trip to Portugal for preseason matches and training. And that's the only thing that's been disappointing so far is that Pinto hasn't been able to deliver that. I think he's had enough time to find somebody to get that because they leave for they leave next week. Who knows? There's still obviously a few days left, uh, just at least a weekend. But he that was Mourinho's request, and it's unfortunate he didn't fill it so far. Excuse me, I was mid. I was mid yawn there. Sorry, uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Scott, if I bored you. No, no, no. First pub back in about seven weeks. I was mid yawn. No apologies. I'm. I'm. No, it's. I'm, I'm mentally shattered. Um, no, I. I completely agree. The, the two strikers. It seems to be. It's either Alvaro Morata or Gianluca Scamacca. And Skamaka scored for West Ham against Spurs in the preseason friendly, which, uh, if memory serves me right, was a couple of days ago. Um, West Ham won three two, and he came out and said that he was been playing with a meniscus injury last, for most of last season and struggled. I knew I've been reading that. Um, is it Inter or after? after Skamaka or, or even Morata also because the Lukaku um Kajo Mercato story which has been absolutely wonderful but I, I agree. I think it's been it's been a good window to boot, but it's just that striking position, isn't it? We need someone to help with Bellotti because I don't think he can do it all on his own at the moment because he's one man and he had a a below average season last season, but is reaping the awards so far of a preseason with a couple of goals and looks completely lean and fit and just looks ready to go. But we are missing that one component up top. 
Yeah, we definitely are. And I do like the names that are rumored to Roma. If uh, I will ask you this as well, if but if I have a preference, I, I think I'd rather go the Skamaka route. Same. Um, he's obviously younger, probably costless. Uh, because we, we know West Ham right now, West Ham want, uh, an obligation to make sure that you, they absolutely buy him by the end of the year. They don't seem to want to just do a loan with an option to buy. That's the problem with, um, with West Ham right now. But, um, he, he seems to be the perfect, you know, big striker that Mourinho can, can use if he, if he, uh, develops all of his talents, he can be tremendous. Who's more ready, though? This is the pro. Maybe Morata is a little more ready now. He's played a lot of, like we all like to say, terrorist, terrorist football, let's, let's just say. He's played under Simeone, Allegri. And, and Allegri, yeah. yeah. And, and Mourinho. And, and Conte at Chelsea. And Conte at Chelsea. So Morata succeeds playing this type of football. I cannot go against that. Whether he's older or his costs are high or whatever the case he succeeds at playing this football. I mean, he doesn't score more than, let's say, 13 to 15 goals a year. I don't mm-hmm. think he's ever scored more than that, but I believe he does so much more. I've, I've probably mentioned this a few times, Scott. It's a, I've watched like a ton of games of, let's say, Brighton, Man City, and there's just certain players that even if they don't score or they're not involved in a play on the ball, they're involved in play because off the ball. Like Morata's very good at linking up. He has very good link-up play, probably better than any striker we have. And he's really good at creating space, not just for himself, but for others. So he brings a little more to goals, and maybe that's why his type of football has worked under those type of managers. So, look, maybe I want to be selfish. I would certainly like both. I don't think the – I think it's a little far-fetched, but it's not completely out of the window – but in the end, I would still prefer Skamaka. But I, I won't complain if you know if any of the other ones come because even though Morata is a little older, if he succeeds, you have him for a year or two, then you can maybe look at a younger profile by then. But we just need to take a striker uh, soon because uh, you're right, Belotti can't do it all. And uh, Mourinho has honestly, Scott Mourinho has said it a few times that he likes to have three strikers. So. Mm-hmm. It's an option thing, right? It's not always... Well, first of all, we know Dybala's problems with his injuries. So sometimes you do want to play two strikers up front. And I think... Uh, I don't know about Skamaka because uh, he's played mostly in a one-striker system, if I'm not mistaken, especially at Sassuolo. But Morata is very good at linking up with somebody else. Uh, another striker, definitely. He has really good link-up play, like I mentioned. For any of our forwards, he, he certainly does. So... It's an option to get both, I mean, depending on what their costs are. So Morata might be a little harder. Um, the latest of what I read, Scott, is that they're Inter are completely giving up on him. Uh, costs are too high, but maybe they'll lower it. Maybe he'll lower his demands. Who knows? But I won't complain about uh, either one. Isn't Inter after Balogun also? Because they've just sold Anana. Yes, and, they are. And I think they're going to replace Anana with the Shatter keeper. Is it Trubin? 
Yeah, that I've been hearing Trubin and Summer. Yeah, and Summer. Oh, summer loving. It <laughs> happened so fast. Sorry, that's a very bad joke. Bad <laughs> joke, sorry. But yeah, it's it, it was a... No, no, I'll, I'll leave it there, but no. Um, yeah, I think those are the two ideal options for Roma. There was also an option for Camada, and I think then I saw reports that Roma were pulled out and then i've seen two reports today that oh it's actually the same report and i would like to get your op- uh, opinion over it um either genie vinaldum or leandro paredes coming back on loan because they're both mm. from psg both would probably command high wages uh, it's a blunt zero for me about it Oh, it's zero for me as well. Um, I'm glad you brought up uh, Kamada as well, Scott. I, I looked at his position and where he played in Frankfurt. He's played more in a like a center defense mid, center mid than he has played in attacking mid. He's he's presented himself more appearances in the deeper role. So I, I don't know why we don't consider him more. I guess maybe he's a little too offensive, but I would certainly consider him, especially over Paredes and Wijnaldum. For me, they're absolute. Uh, zero, and I don't know if you saw. We're also to to me and to what Sky Sports says, Gianluca De Marzio, and that Roma press reiterates the one that we're actually um, we're actually trying to target the most is number one on the list. Supposedly that Mourinho's even I don't know if he's asking or calling is Renato Sanchez. Mm. I like him as a player, but what I don't like is that he spends half of his season. Uh, at the uh, Villa Stewart. So he spends <laughs> it in the hospital because he's injured. If, Just, if he had no injury problems, he probably wouldn't even consider Roma because of his talent. But the fact that that's what plagues him, even worse than Dybala, mind you, that's the that's why he's not considered like maybe the top of the top level midfield, but he has the characteristics. He can do everything very well. Low center of gravity, great burst, acceleration. One of the best ball carriers uh, you'll ever see as a midfielder. He, he's definitely in the upper echelon. But the pro- his problem is he, he has a worse injury record than Dybala. So you will get him, but he will miss a few games. I don't know if you want that as a risk. I think he doesn't want to come because he wants Champions League football. I don't it think he'll be. get. Yeah, I don't think he'll get much starting time at PSG because Luis Enrique has just come in and just brought his type of players in and they've just brought Canyon Lee oh, there's a couple of other players they've just re-bought Xavi Simons back from PSV and this kid is unfucking believable Chavis yeah Simons. he is and he's unbelievable so it looks like Renato San- I'm going to say this in the Portuguese way Renato Sanchez or Renato Sanchez, um, it looks like he's going to be pushed out the door. I think he may be on a bit of a, a bit of a wage as well at PSG. So I just think, uh, could that be the same Genie Vinaldum experience from last season, where you buy a player but then he gets injured and misses five to six months of the season, and then look has his, and then gets booed after the final game of the season because he didn't do well in the Europa League final. Well, he, that's exactly it, right? He has an injury history where Wijnaldum didn't. Wijnaldum never had an injury history. He played so many games at Liverpool, was always available at PSG. When he comes to Roma, it's just 
again, it's just luck is not on our side. Um, you're right. I believe Ronaldo Sanchez wants Champions League football. But what was interesting when I was watching Sky Sport is that Roma have um, some sort of, uh, I guess they just say trust that they can get this done. I don't believe he'll get an important offer to play Champions League football, Renato Sanchez. I'm not going to say from every team, right? Because you know, there's teams in the lower leagues that probably make Champions League, but he might not be interested in be going there. I'm saying for some of the best teams in the, in the world, he may not be offered a chance to go play there, which, which will come later in the window, like Genie Wijnaldum, let's say. Uh, when it comes later in the window, they might reduce reduce, sorry, what they want to do uh, in terms of playing. So maybe he'll reconsider Roma because, you know, we're getting into late July and August and he's not getting offers to play Champions League football. He might change his mind and want to go get some more minutes. So mm-hmm. that could happen. Toward the, these are type of deals, especially for the midfielder, that seems that will happen more end of July or maybe August rather than right now. Agreed, agreed. I'm just looking, sorry, John, I am looking at your website, Roma Press, because um, I've actually been enjoying John's John's podcast in the last couple of weeks. Same, um, Andy's been uh, saying, show me the money. Yeah, <laughs> show me the money. Shout out to Andy for that, I, I had a good laugh. Yeah, um, uh, the Sassuolo president beat him was quite funny um carnivale um yeah he's he always pre- talks yeah he talks too much um so there's some there's some interest i forgot about nicholas dominguez because oh, right. that that'd be an interesting sign and I'm, I'm a big fan of dominguez he's 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 really impressed me a lot at bologna um, and also Roma, uh, Marcel Sabitzer, but Sabitzer's just been scoring goals for fun in that <laughs> Bayern Munich friendly. I think he scored five or six in their 27 nil win the other day. Um, I, um, that seems a high risk. And also Roma have been linked to Hugo Ekatike. He was at Stad Reem. Oh, was it Stad Reem or was it Brest? It was one of the two. I think it was uh, Reem. Reem. And then he had a really good season then. And then PSG gobbled him up. And I don't think he got much game time there. Well, who, would, who would in that front three of um, <clears throat> into Miami's now Leo Messi, Neymar and Kylian Mbappe, who... Who who knows where he could be in about three weeks' time, <laughs> but it's going to be interesting. I think there's there's some more ins and outs. Um, Aldor Shamarov going to Calorie on loan, which is which could be a good good signing for them. Uh, we said about VR. Um, also, Olasel back and picked up an injury today. I heard reports that Bologna were interested in him. Yes, uh, they were. Um, I don't know if that would be good to part ways with him when an exchange with Dominguez, but I think it's too early to let him go. He needs uh, he needs some time to assimilate. We're actually looking to strengthen that department, you know, the supporting striker department, the ones that play part of the two, rather than reduce. I, I just don't see any. I don't. I don't see him leaving at all. Uh, I think Roma need to find somebody. Another one of Mourinho's requests. As a reported rumor, again, don't know if it's entirely true, is he wants some sort of 
fast player, a uh, fast player that can get on to through balls, passes, mm-hmm. um, like we kind of had in Zaniolo. We, I, I think that department were a little thin with, um, again, we don't know where Awar can play. Awar is very versatile. He can play behind the striker. He can probably play in a double pivot. He can play a little bit of both. But right now, if you consider him maybe part of the double pivot, you're a little thin. I won't say thin, but you know you, you might be missing some sort of guy with a lot of pace uh, behind the strikers. You have Dybala that creates and Pellegrini, and then you have Sol back in, and that's about it. So they may want to look somewhere else for another player. Uh, so I, that's why I don't see Sol back in leaving. No, hopefully he doesn't because we've got Al Shirari who's I resigned. I thought about him. Yes, yeah, so maybe we, never mind. <laughs> we, no, no, it's... it's it, it, Yeah, that's fine, because we've got El Shuari, Selbach, and Dabala, Pellegrini, and Owa, who can play in those front, or those two positions off the striker. Or you also have Owa can play in any of the two midfielder roles, either a six or an eight. In the DM, I think he could play a little bit out wide, but I'd probably see him in that triangle in midfield. So, yeah, you could see him play all in that position. I would keep Sol back. And I know it's his first six months in, in a different country. Let the guy adapt. Just let him let him adapt to new new conditions. Do you remember he's playing Norwegian football where I think most of it has been played on plastic. So it's, it's going to take time to... Uh, and to, uh, Yeah. Yeah, he's he's been looking good, but and he's had his off moments, but it happens. I wanted to bring this up because Roma have made, I think it's up to about ten or eleven million, thanks to sell-on clauses with Fratesi going to Inter, and then Marquita going to Sassuolo. What about Calafiore going to AC Milan? Because it looks like. Let's hope it, it gets done. <laughs> yeah, because it looks like Balo Torre's leaving, which means they only have Teo Hernandez. And yeah, then, right? I, I certainly hope it happens, right? They get 40%. 40%, which is quite good. Um, could you see it happening? Definitely. He always. I remember he always said he wanted to come back to Italy one day. Uh, maybe he's more prepared. I haven't seen him out in Basel, so I don't know how he's playing. No, have I. So, but I mean, he must be doing something right if uh, Milan are interested as a backup role. I hope, obviously, for in Roma's case, I hope it gets done. But uh, I want to clarify too, Scott. Um, we don't. I don't think we get Fratesi's money until next year. Next year, yeah. Because isn't it? Is it? Is it twenty-five or thirty million euros? Is one of the two? It's a more in the thirty because we're getting about nine, nine and a half out of it. We're we're getting about nine to nine and a half. Is it, is it, wasn't it 33 million euros if, and then, uh, an interloni? Yeah, the Mulateri. Mm. That's the one. Yeah, I heard that on, on, um, yeah, so they got that deal done, but 11 million overall is, is still very good. That's very good, very good business. Love the sell on clause. When I love it, love it. You get that money in, just it means it feels a bit better. And then you can see what targets you can get, or it goes into paying off your debts. So either exactly. or. <laughs> yeah. Scott, let me ask you. We always talk about the this this player that I always say I want him a Roma. I don't know if I want him if they play him in a certain position. But what are your thoughts on Adama Traore? We were oh, linked to him, or yeah, I've not. 
I have no idea what he's because he's a he's a free agent now. Um, I do look. I do like to look at the free agent list at transfer marts, and there's a couple on there that I would take a look at. And Triore and Kamada is one. Sorry, is two. I think it'd be a good a good ideal backup as a right wing back because he's played that position. He could play. He can play anywhere in that in that um, that right hand side. He's got pace to die for. Um, and what do defenders and full backs hate the most? Pace. People running at them. At them. Yeah, because they have yeah. pace. That's right. They have pace. But I don't think his end product is the greatest. Well, that's the thing, Scott. Is yeah. if he, See, we signed Christensen, what makes it complicated. I wanted him for that role mm. more than I wanted him for where the rumors were stating that where he would play would be alongside in the attack. I want him more to play on that wingback role. Uh, his end product isn't great, and... To be quite honest, Scott, we haven't had much end products from our wide players in a long, long time. I don't know about his crossing. I know his finishing isn't great. But if he can sort of cross a ball, at least with his speed, at least he'll get opportunities countless amount of times if he were to play that wingback position. But I cannot see him come since we got Christensen unless their plan is to put him in the attack, which then I don't suggest to get him because his end product isn't great. But his speed and his physicality, I think, would tear up Serie A. I really think it would. If he does come, baby oil and uh, the price of baby oil might go up in, in Rome because there was, uh, there was a clip that went viral. I want to say during after the COVID season, he was on the pitch just lavering himself on baby oil before kickoff. So really? Just, okay. Yeah. Well, the sales, sales of baby oil are going to go up in Rome if he comes. Like a, like a WWE wrestler before, before a, <laughs> wow. a, big, a match, a singles match or tag match. That was quite funny. Then Rob, Rob, there was a clip. Sorry, just if anyone gets the chance after after they listen to this, just Google or YouTube Rob holding a Dharma Triore. It's one of the funniest clips that went around during the COVID season. Um, yeah, just uh, Joey, you can do that afterwards. But yeah, um, it's, yeah, I think he's he's probably someone that may end up going to somewhere like Turkey or somewhere like that, or you could say in the Premiership or Spain because he is he is of Spanish descent, so he he did play in Spain for Barcelona on loan a couple of years ago. So who knows where we go? I did read that Camada is also on his way to Spain to team up with Kubo at Real Sociedad, which I think that's a really good move. Yeah, that would be. I didn't hear that, but that would be. I like Sociedad as a team. I think that might work out for him. Yeah, um, away from transfers, two preseason games, the 4-0 against, is it, how do you say it, Boreala? Boreal or Boreala, yeah. Are they Serie D? Uh, that or even worse. Oh, so we're going into, we're going into, as I like to call it, non-league territory. Here they they always start with one, right? So, um, I, I think they are, I think they are, Scott. You know what? I'm actually stumped on this. I don't know what, what league they come from. I don't know if it's uh, D or if it's lower. Serie D, is it Group G? Oh, okay. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, because they said it now. That yeah, it, me, yes. 
U.S. Boreal. Uh, uh, apologies for butchering this. I'm so sorry. Uh, I think they are Serie D. Uh, just have a look on the fly. And then it was uh, was it Latina today? I think they are. They are Serie C. Serie C. Serie C. Yeah, it looks like yeah. They're Serie D and Latina of Serie C. I I think Roma played Latina before, haven't they? Uh yeah, they they have. They they play them I'm not gonna say every season, but they certainly play them often. Yeah. Latina Cartro nineteen thirty two. And is it an ex Roma Primavera captain plays for them? Uh yes, who is it? Ricard, is Ricard, it Ricard, yes, yes, the famous Ricardi or Ricciardi with the hair. Yeah, oh, I, to be honest, I'm of a, of a certain age, and my hairline got worse and worse and worse in my late twenties, early thirties. But when you start losing your hair at twenty-two, uh, Alessio Riccardi. Um, That's right. Yeah. yeah. When you start losing your hair at that age, just just shave it off. Just shave it off. It does. Does the world a good? Certainly does. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm not there yet, thankfully, but uh, let's hope it doesn't happen to me as well. So, like, well, like go- it did for him. Well, his Google page, he's got a lovely little bit of hair, and then when he's there's one of him at Roma, and uh, yeah, it started to thin on top. But I, I, yeah, who's who's who, for someone who asked you got to shave his head in the next day or two it is it's not a good look no it's, it's, it's look. certainly not <laughs> no but um four nil and six nil um two good starts to pre-season but I, i've seen that pre-season doesn't really matter for results you can have an amazing pre-season and have do horrific and i've seen teams Including one of my own teams have the probably one of the worst preseasons ever, and just then get promoted. Preseasons all about minutes, isn't it? And just getting minutes into your legs. Yeah, exactly. From what we saw last season, Scott, uh, we know Roma didn't have the greatest. Um, well, it was an okay preseason, but even the mid-season that they had, I know it was special because the World Cup. It was mm. about minutes, and people were complaining when they were losing to such terrible teams or tying. Um, I don't, after last year, I definitely don't take anything, anything of that into account as long as they get good minutes into the legs and what's needed for the start of the season. With that, Andrea Bellotti, top goal scorer. Is he? I think so far he is. Well, he's tied with Dybala, right? I think. Oh, okay, fair enough. No, I meant with that. Because he's got a preseason under his belt, Belotti to start banging him in. I hope so, Scott. I mean, you know my feelings about it. Uh, striker that scores zero goals is not a striker right now. So, uh, but he looks fit, like we said pre-pod. I know it's Latina, but it's better than him not showing up at all and playing like last season. So, that's the things I look out for more. Is the guy fit? Is he able to move well? Again, I didn't see the full match. I can only tell you by highlights, but he seems to be moving a little better. Once we get, I don't even know if the match was televised, but once we get some of the friendlies televised, I'll I'll definitely be able to judge it more. But so far, I mean, 
can't complain. He's he's scoring. So I think the games in Portugal will probably be televised. As we were talking off air, as the weather in Europe has been utterly ridiculous, I think Rome has hit late thirties. It probably hit forty soon. Uh, I think it's hit forty in most parts of Italy and Spain and et al. I think Rome have been kicking off their friendlies at like 11am, midday, just not to play in the late heat, sorry, later day in, in the heat. Um, and they've won both their games, scoring 10 goals in them. But you don't want to be playing at like 6, 7 o'clock or 5 o'clock in that heat, do you? Because it does take its toll. Oh, you definitely don't. We're hearing record numbers in Rome of... Uh especially plus 40 plus 45 degrees it's 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 crazy it's uh, even uh, marino made me laugh he posted on instagram on social media how hot it was and uh he he also said in an interview scott uh, they asked him about his suspension right and he said no problem for me i don't have to something with i don't have to bear with the heat so it could be air conditioned so <laughs> sit in the stands or be in the in the uh in a coach, wasn't he in a coach or a van last time? Something yeah, he like. he was with that with Inter. He was watching the game from the team bus yeah, when they beat bus. Inter in uh, in the in the San Siro. So, ah, that's it. What did I say? Van. Van sounds like a British thing to say. Same bus, bus or coach, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. He might watch the games again from there. But uh, yeah, so uh, but yeah, it's been extremely hot. That's why they've had some of the games in the morning um, because of the heat, and it's just it's it's just brutal for everywhere to to play right now. It's it's such it's so crazy. It's record numbers, right? So they got to manage that well. It's it could be you know it's a little dangerous to play in that much heat, but I mean they they get it done in the morning, and you know uh, I'm and obviously I'm glad they they put in two good showings so far. They do indeed. I think they've got a game next weekend against Braga. I've got it in my calendar on my phone. I'm just going to have a look. They do. I just don't know the exact date, but they they definitely do. And let me bear with me. Bear with me. Bear with me because I look through my calendar. Uh, Yeah, next Wednesday, 26th. I think it's against Braga. Um, Do we play. Uh, then they play. Uh, do they play each on? Um, because they're supposed to play Spurs, one man. That's got postponed. Yeah, that's gone. No, the each on and all that. There, it's all gone. They they cancelled everything. I know they played Toulouse. Yes. So I googled it earlier. Uh, in the Roma. Indonesia Roma have all the fixtures. It's too bad, Scott. We're looking at it. It's too bad the uh, because I look at it in a business aspect, right? They were supposed to go to Asia for their tour. I think that's a huge, uh, it's a huge opportunity to expand the brand, and it's too bad they had to cancel it, but they weren't getting paid. That's correct. Yeah, which is uh, unfortunate, but that seems how it is for a lot of leagues, unless you're the Premier League or Saudi, right now. Right, you know, Scott. It's uh, sorry to rant a little bit. Did you know they canceled the um, the you know the Super Copa that was supposed to feature the uh, the four teams, the runners, the the winners and the runners up of the Copa Italia, which is Inter winner, 
Fiorentina runner-up and the winner and runner-up of the Serie A, which is Napoli, and the runner-up, um, be, uh, the runner-up was I believe Lazio, right? Because Inter's already there. They mm-hmm. they're that they canceled the um, Saudi Arabia wherever venue they're playing. They actually canceled uh, them from coming. They canceled the event because oh, wow, yeah, because they they consider it. Uh, they have some sort of clause where they can cancel a certain amount of events for, for these uh, in like a five or 10 year period. And they canceled their first year. They, they considered it unattractive because they, enough. they didn't have, um, you know, they didn't have more. They only had one of Inter, Milan, Juve, and even mentioned Roma. They only had one of the four in there. So they found it unattractive and they canceled it. So I was just like, wow, it's just like Serie A, not just Roma, right? Serie A has just been broke. They they can't spend much money unless they, you know, they they're able to sell guys like Tonali, Onana, even Vlaovic is rumored. Uh, just that's why Roma aren't the only one that are getting impacted. Mm. They have a lot of trouble getting in funds right now. Uh, there's a lot of financial powers, obviously, in the Premier League and now Saudi Arabia. Agreed. Um, That's probably a topic for another day. I've just found the pre-season friendlies. So it's Braga and Albufuera. Farians, also us in Faro in Portugal. And Toulouse in in France. So they've got three more friendlies after this. So I think that's the 26th, the 1st and the 6th. So okay. the, the, the last two are in August. Um, before they always up, do a game, right? Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry. I was just going to well, say no, they no, always no. do a, a game at uh, at the Olympico, the Olympico right before the yeah. season, I believe. So there might be one, but they'll, hopefully they'll. I guess they'll announce it later on. They yeah didn't uh, they did they do it last year? Uh, yeah, they did against Shakhtar. That's it, Shakhtar. They did it a couple of years ago with the tree against Real Madrid. Oh, oh, that's, that's right. The bonsai. The bonsai. That's four years. I think next in a couple of weeks' time. Um, but no, because um, I don't think they did it in Mourinho's first season because he had the Conference League against Trabzonspor. So that's right. Right. Uh, we've got a couple of listeners' questions. It's only about three or four. Um, Rosa sent one because I sent it earlier today. Uh, and there's three from the other day. Uh, her question is actually quite good, actually. Uh, do you think the current panic about no new signings this month on Twitter is justified? Unnecessary hysteria or somewhere in between? Maybe justified hysteria because it's hor- horribly hot in Rome at the moment. <laughs> I always like uh, uh, Rose's, uh, Rose's jokes with that, but I'll, I'll say it's somewhere in between. I think they're right to complain because you need someone to be in preparation. We saw this with Bellotti, and obviously there's many more examples of how you come in very late, you're not prepared, your season does not go the way you want or does not go the way you expect or what the fans expect. So I think striker um, has to ha- has to have been a priority, and they should have addressed this way earlier. You knew from the minute Abraham got injured, you needed a striker, and mm-hmm. this you're talking was in early June. So the targets are nice to know, but again, we don't have the striker. 
So I know we're dealing with not much, but you got to do something to to resolve this. So that's why I said somewhere in between. But obviously, people are always going to take it over the edge, which is nor which seems to be normal on social media. Um, but I do think it is justified because myself as well, I probably have complaints too. We need a striker. We cannot rely on one guy who had zero goals last year. Whether he improves or not, you can't do it. So they need one and they need somebody who's going to prepare for Mourinho and assimilate with the other players. So I do love a twist of meltdown. It's actually quite funny to watch sometimes. We seem to have that, Scott. I, I, I guess maybe I don't follow other fan bases, but do other fan bases melt down as much as we do? Uh, well, I'm a Swindon fan, and we're, our fan base is utterly in a meltdown situation because we've only signed two players at the moment. So, okay, uh, <laughs> and it's it, I'm watching it from afar. I want to comment, but no. Um, I think it's a bit of both. I think everyone wants it done now, where. It does take time, like you said. You said earlier, there's there's hardly no money in Italian football at the moment. When you've got the Saudi league just throwing hundreds of millions and millions at players, like Jordan Henderson, which is I'm, I don't know why I'm bringing this up. Who was I, I think he's now going to be vilified at Liverpool for leaving because he's done such good work with the LGBT. Q, is it LGBT? Oh, I always get that the the that that community in Liverpool and with that background now in Saudi Arabia, he's going for the money. He's going to be earning like sixty six hundred grand a week. They're just throwing money. I just think Crazy. the money's the money's not there in Italy. I just think like you've seen Anana leave, um, like Roma of. Of what? When did Monchi leave? 2019? It's four years, four We're and still a half. Suffering. We're still suffering from that. Uh, like Cliver, who was bought in 2017, was just finally left the club. There is some bad spending from previous ownerships. They're trying to do that. There's, there's clubs in Italy that are struggling. Like Juventus, I, I heard, I've got to make 140 million in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. They all have to make some sort of money, right? Mm. Scott, the Champions League finalists, Inter Milan, have yes. sold two starters. Yeah. So and they let one go for free, which I know he was injured. He didn't play in the final on Skriniar, and now they can't even get Lukaku back. It's uh, like I, I, I know that's a different won. story. <laughs> I know it's a sort of a different story, but it's it's just to say even even Napoli, Kim and Jay. I mean, I uh, yes, they probably would have kept him for sure. But if you know, Kim and Jay just had one of the best seasons ever as a center back. Napoli had one of their best seasons ever mm. as a team. They were way stronger, in my opinion. They were stronger than Bayern Munich was last year. Kim and Jay, I don't even think there was a hesitation. He just got up and left, and he went to Bayern. He had a release clause. He exactly, but I think to players, they know that a team like Bayern give him another year, two years, three years, they're going to replace and get better. Oh, Napoli, of course. Napoli, I don't think it's the same case. No. You have teams, uh, Scott, in the, the Premier League, um, I think Diaby is, is, might be going to Aston Villa for like 50 million euros. Yes, yeah. It's Aston Villa. 
it's that Sky money, it's that Premier League money. Like exactly. Newcastle, Newcastle got the Saudi money, and they've got like if you're like we haven't gone on to Milinkovic Savic, which is another topic on our. But Tonali, I think his wages went from is it two million to ten million a year. Yeah, you've he, got to take that. Yeah, um, he, exactly. He quadrupled his salary, quadruple four times, Milinkovic five times. Milinkovic Savage when I think he was earning four and a half, maybe five million euros a year, twenty million a year, Saudi money. One of the one of the best Serie A players in the past few years just got up and left the waste Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's the do I I probably get vilified for that. That's a wasted talent, isn't it? It is. Him and Ruben Neves to me are in that same category because mm. they never they they have such good talent and they never showcased it on the big stage but it's fine if they want to go for money it's fine but in in the end it, it is wasted talent well if 40 million um i did hear that lotito said oh i rejected 140 million from ac milan bullshit did you milan, milan were now offered 140 million but we digress but i just think there's no money and then you've got the saudi league where it's just offering ridiculous amount of monies for players at the moment. I read that someone tried to offer Lorenzo Pellegrini a lot of money and he just went, nah. Offer it to Roger Abanez. Just get it. Uh, get it or even Spinazzola oh. for me, Scott. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind the change. But yeah. Mm. But uh, Scott, I'm glad you you brought that out. And sorry we're ranting on, uh, on uh, Rosa's question. It, it led us into you know the league not having money. Um, you you tell me you hear uh, Nima on the podcast. He says it best. Serie A run by a bunch of clowns. They Correct. Don't know, they don't know how to how to take a beautiful product and market it properly. They really don't, and it's, it's showing. The, it's the infrastructure. You look at the stadiums as well. They're yeah, poor. it's it's back in the early nineties. Like I love going to the Olympico. It's um, but it's a bit run down. Um, I, I am planning to go to other stadiums like in Italy, but Calorie have just been promoted. That stadium is a mess. Absolutely. Scott, I, I myself, I've been to the Olympico a few times, although I've never been to a Premier League match. I've been to those tours as a, as a traveler. I've been to uh, Stamford Bridge, Wembley, mm. West Ham, all the one, pretty much all the ones in London, the new one. And the Emirates, you can't compare to the Olympico. Oh. I love the Olympico. I'll take it because I'm, I'm obviously I'm biased. Mm. But you cannot compare the stadium itself, the infrastructure. <laughs> there's no, there's no debate which one's better. There is absolutely no debate. And there is... at least we're trying though, right? We're trying to make a stadium. Mm. This is where part of the problem is, is that we have so much issues making a new stadium. <laughs> There is there is Championship League One and League Two grounds which are better and better than the Serie A grounds at the moment because of the infrastructure. So it's there hands go. down. Like Bradford City has one of the best grounds in League Two, and that holds twenty five thousand. They get eighteen, nineteen thousand a week, and that is better than probably about four or five grounds in in Italy in Serie A. But I digress. I digress. Uh, we've got a couple more questions. Jalarossi Jales. Or Gales, I'm so sorry if I butchered that. Providing we sign a midfielder and ideally two strikers and keep a Banyas and Spinazzola, 
what do you deem a good season? Personally, I still think top four is the main priority. Cheers, guys. Love the pods. Top four, definitely, is the priority. Um, I know Milan have lost their best player, but they've also bought well. Um, Pulisic, they're after Chiquese. The others, like Inter, have lost a couple of key players. I don't think Juventus will they be just in signed top. Okafor, by the way, Scott. Oh, yeah, no, no, Okafor from Red Bull Salzburg. I think, yeah, it, it's too early because we're in July, but I think top four is always a priority. Absolutely. And you can see if we had Champions League football, I think a guy like Murata or Skamaka, I, I don't know if they'll they would have been the same targets if we made Champions League. Might have been different, but guys like them would have probably been here by now. It was massive difference. Or a guy like Renato Sanchez said earlier, if that really is our target, even though with all his injury history, he probably would have been more inclined to come knowing we played Champions League. That's the difference of you know the one game that we, we never want to speak about. So, uh, But yeah, top four is always the objectives. Whether we have the team... We can only answer it by the end of August, really. Agreed. Um, Stephen Mancini, uh, is it wrong to think that the success of this transfer window directly correlates to Mourinho's stay at Roma's probability? Adding key talents and the depth increased likelihood of top four in silverware. And if if Roma achieves end-of-season success, he stays. Or has that ship already sailed? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um... Look, he stayed now, right? Then he had offers. It was confirmed he had some big offers, especially Saudi Arabia and the National League team. And he still stayed given what he probably knows that we don't expect to get much from the market for what he says. I don't know. It's uh, it's tough to answer. Uh, you can You can look at it both ways. You can certainly see him having a successful season. They win something, him staying. Or you can see him leaving. I think... I think something like maybe a Champions League uh, win wouldn't even be enough. They may need to win a trophy for him to stay. But my feeling is, I think at the end of the third year, um, especially all the offers he already had, I think he finishes up this season and he goes, unless they do something magical and they win something. Yeah, um, you do have that third-year Mourinho season where in the past he's burnt it to the ground and just burnt everything and the bridges are are no longer there. But I don't see that at Roma at the moment. I see a club which has this family tradition brought in. All the players are, are in, they're all really good mates he's seen Dybala and Matic I like JD and Turk from Scrubs they've got this guy love between two guys I'm not going to sing the song but no you just have this La Familia around the club where where it's one for all for one where he's built that win the club in two years there um if Roma get top four I think he will stay I think he will stay at Roma for a bit longer because um, okay. what is he now? What's he now? Sixty-one. Uh, probably... yeah, he either is or is going to be. Uh, I think it's January where he turns sixty-one. So, okay. Uh, I think he's got one big job left in him, and I think it's the national team job of a certain country. Um, so I think Portugal may be on the horizon. I think he. I think if he gets his targets and Roma start the season well, there's no problem 
there's no reason, sorry, that Roma should not start the season well. The, the first games heading into, into the Europa League are quite good. It's just that I think it's it's it where they play Napoli, Juventus and somewhere else. I think and if, Atalanta. Atalanta in like I'm, I'm three I'm glad leagues. you brought this up because when you were going to ask the final question, this was going to be my venting was the schedule. <laughs> the schedule. It's just that. If, the, if Roma start well and they get points on the board before match day six, seven, eight, and they've got the Europa League, there's no harm. Rome, I, th- I think with the additions that Rome have got, they've got a really good centre-back who has excelled and is a Europa League winner in Evan and Dika and was highly thought of. Um, Hussam Awa was on Roma's radar last year, excuse me, and we had to wait, wait a year. And a couple of years ago, teams like Arsenal and Liverpool and Real Betis were after him. I think I think Roma are building something here. They're building blocks um, because they didn't have the squad depth they had last season. So no, they did not. Yeah. and um, this is the first time I remember Roma had at least one department sorted very early, like even before July, which is the defense. You know, we're going into the season. I know. I I have not thought of anything about the defense once. I'm saying defensively. The wing-backs contributing offensively is another issue, but at least we can say, you know, center-back and defensively, we don't have to worry about this season. We actually have that taken care of. Even if Ibanez stays, we actually have five center-back. Not like, oh my God, Kambula's coming in. What's going to happen this time? Is it going to be a red card or whatever the case is? I know Ibanez has a little bit of faults, but we got a merit when he plays well as well. So... At just, least we could say that is sorted, and that's always going to be our backbone. Just don't start Ibanez against Lazio. But now they see. But now they don't have to. They yeah. have Indica, so that's they the beauty of they, having the and Lorente. Yeah, that's the beauty of having depth. Or they could play Costante there, which I don't mind because he's actually not a bad. But no, he not He saves us in in the semi final. He blocked the goal line clearance. I mean, what more do you want from the guy? True, true. Our final question, and thank you guys for sending the questions. Um, Marco Galovich, why are they trying to sign another striker? We have Shamaradov and Belotti, so let's save money on strikers and let's improve the midfield since it's our weakest point. One, why aren't they looking for a left-back? When will this Mourinho nightmare end? End of the season he leaves, maybe? <laughs> We're looking for a striker because... Total, our strikers scored a total of one goal or two goals because I think Shamordov only scored one, which was at Spezia. If I don't remember him scoring once for Roma, I he did in the Europa League against Ludogorets. Okay, but in Serie A, we had one goal between two strikers. So, I yes, I agree that left back is probably a problem as well. I think Spinazzola. He's not recovering from his injury, but unfortunately for a team like Roma, you cannot uh, you cannot replace every single player and every single hole you have, especially on Roma. It's just it's unfortunate. We've talked about it all podcast. We don't have the budget. Neither do a lot of Serie A teams. Neither do a lot of teams that are not Premier League or Saudi right now. You cannot replace everybody. So if you have to spend something, I would certainly spend on a striker who can score. We don't know about Bolotti, I know, but if you take last year, he scored zero goals. 
Mm. I'd rather spend on a striker who can score than, you know, and chancing it on Spinazzola than getting a surefire left wing back, but then having those two. And by the way, Shamordov, I just saw that he's like, it's nearly official now. He's on his way to Cagliari. So that's pretty much a done deal. They're, they're done with Shamordov. Even Pinto said he think it's, uh, it was my mistake buying him. He said it. I don't think he fits Roma. Obviously, he looked like he had talent, but doesn't seem to be able to find a Rome. So we we certainly need a striker. I know we have holes. We have look. We have holes at left back. We have holes at goalkeeper. Um, to me, I'm not safe with Patricio. Uh, I think you know another year on him. He's going to be slower in reflexes and etc. So, but we don't have the money for it. It's not a Mourinho nightmare. He can't do anything about it. Really, like because there's mean, no money. Well, there's no money exactly. So. Could we play more attractive football? Sure, I I guess. But, I mean, we went to a European final. I know we do it by playing defense, but we're able to do it, and that's our strongest department. We just don't have enough money. If it was up to Mourinho, we even had a little bit of money, I think Morata would have been here by now. So we just don't have the money. Can't blame him nor anybody else right now. No, no, it's understandable. Um do you reckon it was a big mistake signing Aldor Smarodov? Because they didn't really think that Tammy Abraham was available then, did they? So they had to take a punt. That's right. Yeah, it was a mistake, Scotty. He never worked out. And it's now looking back at it, it's 18 million euros. I always said, look, Pinto cannot buy right now. So I get the stipulation, but it seemed to be able, he was able to buy in the first season. He's mm. very good at selling. He can sell my way of saying in my expression is he can sell water to a well but buying is a different case I don't think he's had many hits so far or that scouting department I always thought Roma needs to fix up that scouting department I don't know what's wrong why they can't you know get a Hoyland type guy that you sign him 1520 in two in a year or two the guy's worth he's worth like 60 you know what I mean I don't know why they're not able to get that sort of player that they buy certainly low and then they can sell relatively high. They don't seem to have that ever. The only one, the closest one was Agnolo. That was the closest one. And that comes down to scout. I don't think that's entirely Pinto. I think that comes down to scouting department as well. Well, you know what? Who signed Zaniolo, don't you? Monchi. Who's now signing Paul Torres and... Diaby for Aston Villa. So it's, it's yeah. Side note, Scott, I, I supposedly that was a, not a mistake, but supposedly Inter were the one who offered Zaniolo. It wasn't even Monchi scouting him out. But anyways. No, it's true. It, yeah, it was he was part of the Rajat Nangalan deal. I hope his finger heals up because that looked like a nasty injury for Zaniolo. Um, if he does go to Turkey, because uh, Turkey, he's in Turkey, he's at Kalatasaray. How much... Would an offer would it would it take for him to Roma get serious money as a sell on clause for him going to Saudi? Uh well the, the clause is thirty five million, right? The release clause. So if you get that, that's good. That means you get uh twenty percent between the sixteen or sixteen and a half and thirty five, which is let's say I'm obviously averaging it out to twenty million. And you would get the uh, the selling cost is twenty percent, right? So twenty percent of twenty million. Let's just say it, roughly eighteen to twenty million. Okay, so that would be 
that would be pretty serious money. That's his release cost, so it's thirty five. So I'm I'm always work trying to work off that figure. So you get twenty million again of the difference of Galat. Uh, sorry, twenty percent of the difference of what Galatasaray paid to the release cost, which is around eight. If it's the release cost, around eighteen to twenty million euros. Oh, that's good. That's not too bad. Actually. So twenty percent of that, which isn't which isn't which isn't too bad. No, it's it's feasible. Um, there was there was two other strikers that I thought Roman could have went. I know. We, uh, um, thank you for the question, guys. It, it really does mean a lot. Um, there was well, one of them is just signed for Lazio, and I think you may have seen him in the MLS. Oh, Castellanos. Yeah, Tati. Yes. Um, thank God, I, I I saw the link. I was more interested in the Brazilian prospect Leonardo than him. Is that the one that went? Was that? Um, the French Cup last season. No, he put Leonardo is the one who played in Brazil. Oh, okay, yes, Marcos, yes. yeah, Marcos Leonardo. He was linked to oh, Santos. Yeah, the Santos, Santos player. That's right. Yeah, yes, uh, he's very good. Um, Santos just sold Angelo to Chelsea, and Angelo is a player I would like to see in Serie A, but due to the non EU calls as well, that might be harder, and also. Uh, if I butcher this, Matteo, is it Retegi? Oh, Retegi, yeah. Retegi. This, this one, to me, Scott, perplexed me. How can someone like Genoa go, 15 and, million. go and spend 15 million and we can't get in that? I know, we're, I know we're financially in trouble, but a team like Genoa can go spend 50 million on Retegi. I don't want, by the way, I don't, I don't see him having... Like I'm gonna say, I'm not gonna say a great career. He could be good in maybe the mid-table teams, maybe eight to ten to like a Torino type. I I don't see him in like Rome or higher than Rome. Okay, I think he had a good record at on loan from Boca. I want to say Tigre in in um... yes, yes, it is Tigre. Yeah, he did for sure. It just I don't know. I just maybe it's me. Maybe the way I watched him, I just don't see it in him. But Again, fifteen million from Genoa. Good for them. Just they could spend it, and we can't. Oh. Sad. His goal scoring record for Tigre is unbelievable. It is twenty five and thirty five in the Argentina Primavera, uh, Primera, which was nineteen in his first season in twenty seven. But he got twenty nine and fifty one. He has been at Estudiantes. Teleras and Boca. Boca didn't really use him. Um, I know he's been playing for Italy, but uh, take a punt. South American strikers. He's got. I imagine he's got dual passports, so he wouldn't count as a non-EU. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I was intrigued to see Roma been linked with him. But you know what's intriguing, Scott? Who I would put a bet on if like Morata and. Um, Skamaka wouldn't come. I would look at Taremi. That guy puts up numbers yeah. in Portugal. It's it's insane. He's somebody I would make a better. And I've seen him play, and even in Champions League, this guy is a pretty good player. Could he work on Sarah? We don't know, but he's somebody I'd definitely make a bet. Probably too expensive for us, I know. But still, that's somebody, if we don't get the other targets, I, I would certainly try to make a push for. I think, I think Porto value him at 20 mil and it looks like he's going to either AC Milan or Inter yeah yeah probably of course never to us but yeah 
Hey, we're a silly season. Transfer transfer windows open. I'm looking at. Do you know what? I'm on the transfer mark website, and before we finish, because we've been going on for an hour, <laughs> we've wasted a lot of time, Scott. We got to make up for it. So yeah. So these are the these are the free agents at the moment: Daichi Kamada, Will Saha, David de Gea, Mister Dembele of Leon, ex Leon and ex Salta, uh, ex Salta, ex Celtic fame. Daniel Amate, Yari Mina, uh, Nathan Redmond, but that he's just signed for Burnley today. Uh, Adama Traore, Tom Davies, Mohamed Awanusi, everyone's favourite ex Roma right back, and Ainsley Maitland Niles, uh, the Ox, Oxley Chamberlain, Jesse Lingard, but I don't know if he maybe find the club. Uh, you've got Alfredo Morelos. Uh, Roberto Pereira, Lucas Mora, Eden Hazard, uh, Josh Madger, Isco. Who was the first one you said, Scott? The first one on the list? Daichi Kamada. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. It's just, there's some really good players out there. If you go, like, I'll go attacking midfield. Out of the three, while you're searching for that, Scott, I would certainly take a chance at a Roma is uh, Kamada, of course. Yeah. Zaha, which again, oh, straight footballer. Yeah, I still don't know what's like. It seemed like he would fit what what Mourinho wanted in that winger. Uh, would be him. It was Kamada, him, and you mentioned one more. I I put the third in my head of who I would take on Roma, but that, certainly them two. Uh, who's, one on, who's your Who's your third? If you rename the list uh, from the list you mentioned, I'll tell you. And it wasn't Traore. Uh, so, David De Gea, Moussa Dembele. Uh, De Gea. I'm serious, Oh, Scott? no, no. His wages will be astronomical. I'm, I'm not speaking wage-wise. I'm just speaking for the for the team. I, I'm talking who would actually fit. He's a good shot stopper, has really good reflexes. His problem is distribution. Do you ever see a Roma goalkeeper distribute the ball? No. I am not with Mourinho. So he would actually fit. I'm not speaking wage-wise. Wage I'm not talking if you if you uh, add in wages, 100%, that's different. I'm talking just to player himself to the team. Uh, I think he would be an upgrade on Patricio. I really think he would. But, of course, I know the wages are, are another story. But he's a good shot stopper. It's just he has problems distributing the ball. The ball so him and Maguire make you know the rounds of social media with bonehead plays. But Roma do not distribute the ball. Uh, Patricio always goes long, never is not Onana, never tries to be sweeper keeper. So if he's just there to shot stop the ball, I mean, I would take a chance. But again, I know the wages are are too much. I'm just speaking for the player himself. But other than him, Kamada for sure, I would get rid of the idea of trying to go with Renato Sanchez. I, like I said, Kamada has played over half of his appearances. He played in center mid, center defensive mid. I'm pretty sure he can play it. I'm pretty sure he can play it pretty well. Maybe I'm wrong, but I've seen him play there. So I don't know why. And of course, and I would take Zaha. I think Zaha is the perfect fit to have that extra depth, that wing, especially when you have injuries, etc. I know he can probably play up top if ever needed. So he's a perfect offensive player to have for us. Uh, I just spotted someone who's played for Mourinho in the past. Ha, Diego Costa. Hmm. Ah, 
He's 34. I don't think so, but... Oh, just to be a bastard and up front. I would, I would, I would pay money just to see it. Also, if that were the case, Mitrovic for me. Yeah, uh, but uh, he looks like he's on his way to Saudi Arabia, which Probably. is a shame. Along with his coach, apparently, I saw that on Sky Sports News over here in the UK. Uh, there's two more names: uh, both Javier Pastore and Steven Anzonzi are free agents. Oh well, maybe we should get them back. Uh, no, it's <laughs> <laughs> a joke. Just a joke. Uh, who else? There's Jerome Bertang. Oh no! <laughs> uh, oh, Kevin Dawson's one. Oh, f- uh, Yoshida Fuzigulam. Uh, this is all on transfer marks, so this could be all like there's probably deals going on. Augustin Armandro is a free agent. Sign him up. Oh, I I sign him on Football Manager, so. Uh, for South America, it's quite cheap. Uh, I digress. Uh, <laughs> uh, Joe, Joe, we've been going on for an hour and twelve minutes. Um, guys, you can find us at lamagicast dot com. You can find all our previous episodes on on the website, and you can find us on all podcast platforms, say Apple, SoundCloud, Podbean, Spotify, etc., etc. My voice is about to pack out because I don't think I've talked this much for about six weeks. <laughs> but um, Joey, thank you for doing this and sending me a WhatsApp the other day. Um, it was something I was looking forward to, to do to take my mind off things, which is oh, been tough. Here. Bit, it's been a bit tough recently, but we're getting there, me and my mum. But thank you for, for joining me. Thank you, Scott. Uh, like like you said, uh, I was looking forward to, to it. it uh, it's nice to come back from the break and talk about Roma. So uh, thanks for having me again, and uh, I'm glad we did this. Um, I honestly don't know when, when we'll record next because <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe in the next week or two, I'll probably keep it less than an hour and then probably, down. Ex- expect the venting on the Syria schedule because we yeah, too much to talk about today but I have a lot to say about that not very pleased we could do a preview of the season and talk about the Serie A schedule because it's at times brutal but it's probably not as brutal as it was after the World Cup but no guys thanks thank you yeah. Jerry thank you again for coming on and guys I think you'll enjoy this podcast of just talking general Serie A transfer window I wish I could talk more about Lukaku and which TV drama from the 2000s it it reminded me of Whispers Quietly the OC season one one of the OC or One Tree Hill Um, but no really enjoyed it I hope you guys enjoy we'll speak soon ciao ciao